Greetings and salutations, everyone. Welcome. My name is Andy, and you are listening to the podcast that covers all things Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and of course Star Wars. That's right. This is the Decast, the official podcast of the Diz Insider. We have so much to talk about this week, including Guardians of the Galaxy 3. The Disney streaming service has a name. There is casting announcements like crazy that and tickets went on sale for the D23 Expo that and much more on this episode of the Decast. Hey there, everybody. Welcome. My name is Andy Herndon, and you are listening to the podcast that covers all things Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and, of course, Star Wars and Fox and Muppets and everything else. That's right. This is the Decast. With me, as always, is the editor-in-chief of the Diz Insider himself, Skylar Schuler. How are you doing today, Skylar? Andy, it is good to talk to you again. It's good doing the podcast again. It's been a couple weeks. We've been so busy, but yes, I am glad we're able to jump back in. There's so much to talk about this week. It's been crazy, but how you been? It's it's, it's been it's been a rough few weeks. Just had a lot of family stuff going on. Had grandfather's funeral this last week. I was in Vegas, and uh, so it's been a bit, a bit crazy. Now that schools, I feel like things are going to be less crazy now that film school's starting back up for me. My kids are going back to school. I got more, a lot of consistent work coming in now, so I feel like I can get more in a rhythm and really get hyped up. We got a D23 coming up. Um, we're really excited about that in, in a year. I know it's a year away, but it only happens every two years, so now we're at like the halfway mark, so I'm very excited about that. And How are you doing? Not too bad. Just been busy. There's just been, you know, just living life. There's been so much news. I've been working my, my tail off writing for the website. It's been nuts because... Like we're about to talk about, news is just dropping left and right. I know, um, casting announcements and everything. So, yeah, it's been crazy. But I've uh, I noticed that you've been busy, and I'm I'm glad you're home, and you know you're starting to settle down again. Um, you know, it's uh, this is going to be fun. It will be. It will be. So. We're not doing any box office right now because I'm going to say this. The box office this summer has just absolutely sucked. I, can I, can I oh, say that? Been, oh, no, please. It's been terrible. I mean, uh, Happy Time Murders made $10 million this weekend. Yeah, I mean, they did so much like viral like type influencer marketing for this. I mean, they brought in our friends Sarah and Leo to, to this event and they were tweeting about it and you know, so so many influencers that we both know were were there for this this event they had, and this movie is. I mean, it cost forty million dollars to make, and it flopped. Yeah, yeah it, I don't know if that says anything about the Muppets and them trying to make them R rated, or if it's Muppets in general. Are people tired of yeah, Muppets? I. <sighs> I think there's, I mean, the, the Muppets were never supposed to be, like, when they first started, like, the Muppet show, never supposed to be, like, four kids, really, but it kind no, of evolved it was into that. Thing. It wasn't really until the Muppet Babies came out that it became this kid thing. So we had the Happy Time Murders, which is, you know, really kind of a raunchy comedy with, you know, Muppets, and so, it, yeah... But, you know, I mean, there's been there's been a few bright spots. Um, of course, we had the beginning of the summer. We had Infinity War. We had, you know, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Chris, Christopher Robin was great. Two movies I've really enjoyed that are out right now are Black Klansman. I would encourage you all to see Black Klansman and Crazy Rich Asians. Both really good films. But there's just, like, I'm not going to go waste my money to go see The Meg. I'm not going to do it. Uh, I got suckered into seeing The Meg with Derek. Um <sighs> And it is bad. It is sci-fi level bad. Oh, oh yeah. man! It was hard to sit through. Um, don't waste your money on the yeah, especially not. I mean, if you like, if you like sci-fi Sharknado style <laughs> shark movies, then see the Meg. See it. Uh, but but if you're expecting like Jaws or even Deep Blue Sea, keep dreaming. This movie should have never been rated PG-13. It's corny. The special effects aren't good. See, oh man! If, if Movie Pass was still a thing, I'd go see it just for the heck of oh, it. Yeah. But because Movie Pass, my my things can't. I, oh, actually, I don't know if I've canceled or not. I've canceled twice, and they keep sending me emails saying, "Oh, we re-signed you back up." Yeah. What? Oh, how nice of them. Yeah. So I'm gonna do a stop. If, I, if they charge me again, I'm gonna dispute the payment and do a stop payment. But I'm, I'm gonna switch to Cinemia here and also Cinemark uh, Movie Club pretty soon, which stinks because that's only like four or five movies a month. 
not uh, don't get me started on movie pass right now it's just right here yeah uh, so there's so much to talk about so what, what do we want to dive into first uh i'm just looking at the Diz insider where you can get all your yeah. your uh, disney uh movie news needs well what are we what are we diving into first here Let's talk about a movie that I think we're all excited for, and we keep, we've talked about it so many times on the show. Uh, that's Ralph Breaks the Internet, and they brought in a big star yes. uh, to voice a new character, and that's Wonder Woman herself, Gal Gadot. She's actually joining the cast uh, as a character in a, um, I guess, an internet game called Slaughter Race. And she's playing a character named Shank. Now, if you follow, if you're a movie fan and follow Gal Gadot's career, you'll know that she has been behind the wheel before in the Fast and the Furious movies. And this character looks modeled after Gal Gadot in the Fast and the Furious. Oh movie. yeah, I thought it was. It's her. It is her. There's no yeah, doubt in my it's mind. Like, it's, it's Gal. It is Gal Gadot. And it's interesting that they're going into. Uh, a computer game that's racing, which obviously Vanellope is going to have some yes. interest in. So yes. I, I'm very curious how big her role is going to be. I, I don't, I can't imagine um, her role is small. This is Gal Gadot. Like you don't yeah. give Gal Gadot a small role. I, I, I think they're just, they're, they're, yeah, they're teasing it right now. It's going to, it's going to be a significant role. I think she's going to have a significant role within the plot, especially just given from what I've seen, the images and stuff like that. Um, but is this, does this film feel a little overloaded to you, though? I mean, there's just so much stuff. I, like, is there, it, it, I well, here's what's, there, there's so much stuff, but there's, they haven't really, like, we're seeing the Disney princesses, we're seeing Gal Gadot's character, um, but we're not, we really don't have a lot on the story. There's, there's still so much we 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 don't really know we're getting a lot of stuff though i, I will admit that yeah we, you, we, now let's take a guess do you think she's a character that teams up with ralph and vanellope or do you think she turns out to be kind of a villain in this one world i think she'll pair up with them i would love to, i would rather see her as someone who turns as a villain i think that'd be uh, a really cool twist, especially with, with Gal, Gal Gadot there. You know, just not something we've seen before. I think it'd be really cool. I don't know that we're actually going to see that though. I like that's what I want to see, but I don't think we're going to see that. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting. I, I don't know. So you want Gal Gadot to be a good guy, like we love her as Wonder Woman, so we want her to be the good guy. But at the same time, she'd make an interesting villain. Yeah. Especially, I think to Vanellope, like two race female they racers, end up racing or something. But that yeah. that almost ties in too much to the original. But then it's go to I don't know. This movie's so meta already. I don't. Uh, gosh. Yeah, we'll find out in uh in November. It's coming. It's coming so three months. So September, October, November. Three months. Three months away. We are less than three oh, months away. We are we are getting there super fast. Yeah. Another uh, movie I, I I would say we're we're all starting to get excited for. Uh, I, I there is some fans that I I think are worried, but I, I think for the the majority is excited for is uh, the Mulan live action remake. Let's talk. Some but live there's action no remake. music in it, and there's oh, no Mushu, no and no Shang, and no Chun Yu. How, how can you do that? If you're gonna, there's a female villain. How dare you? Oh my gosh! Like how is this possible? Oh. Yeah. yeah. So we just uh, about a week and a half ago, we got uh, an announcement from Disney that Mulan went into production officially. Which this movie was supposed to be in production over almost a year ago now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, then they pushed it to January, and then they pushed it even farther back. So it's funny how it, how much change has gone on with this movie. Um, but they showed us our first look at uh, Crystal Liu as or as she's known in China, Liu Yifei, or Yifei, mm-hmm. I, I always butcher her name, I do apologize. Uh, we get our first look at her, and then we find out who's scoring the movie, and that's Harry Gregson Williams, who actually worked on The Zookeeper's Wife mm-hmm. uh, with director Nikki Carroll, which is cool, and he's also done some other uh, some other uh, work. He's also worked with the Disney company in the past, but he'll score the film. But I, I want to talk about what do you what do you think of the first look of Mulan? I know it's kind of her posing that standard like 
let's get a photo out there for every, everybody. But what did you think of that photo? It, this is breaking the mold of not only Mulan as we know her. It's also breaking the mold as far as what, what we know about Disney live action. This is something Disney has never done. They're not, it's not your fairy tale kind of copy retelling, you know, Mulan, not Mulan, but uh, Maleficent was kind of, you know, from a different perspective, but still it was, you know, it, it was, it was what it was. And now we're getting a sequel, of course. This is, it feels very dark. Uh, it feels very, you know, even with who they have scoring it, like uh, th- th- this, it's just out of character for what we've seen before. You're not getting Michael Giacchino in there. You're not getting, you know, so someone like that t- doing the score. So I, I'm excited, but this is going to be a big test for Disney in a live action, how people are going to respond. I think, uh, not to bring race into this, but I think on the heels of, Films like Crazy Rich Asians, this could do really, really well. Uh, there's a hunger for for more Asian-led films. Uh, there's a hunger for this in the in the United States in this market and in the market worldwide. So I think it's it's a great play for Disney to do. But if it doesn't go well, I can see Disney going back to the old formula of just kind of retelling, rehashing, old you know the the cartoons essentially. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, we also got some new cast members. Um, let's go down the list. Uh, we've we've already mentioned some of these on the show before. Um, you know, like Donnie Yen will mm-hmm. will appear. Jason Scott Lee, Yosan Ann. Oh, I'm about to butcher this name. Utkarsh Ambudkar. He's from Pitch Perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have Ron Yuan, Zai yep. Ma, Rosalind Chow, Chang Pei Pei. Nelson Lee, Chum Elapola, Gong Lee, Jet Lee. And uh, so it's a pretty good cast coming out March 27th, 2020. Uh, new synopsis for the film uh, has come out. Should I read the synopsis? Do we want to hear the synopsis? Let's hear the synopsis. Let's hear them. Yeah, let's do it. Mulan is the epic adventure of a fearless young woman who masquerades as a man in order to fight northern invaders, invaders attacking China. The eldest daughter of an honored warrior, Hua Mulan, is spirited, determined, and quick on her feet. When the emperor issues a decree that one man per family must serve in the imperial army, she steps in to take the place of her ailing fa- father, Hua Jun, becoming one of China's greatest warriors. You know what that synopsis sounds like, Andy? Hmm. Sounds sounds just like the uh, sounds just like Mulan to me. It's I, very yeah. I I, I don't just I, like Mulan. But there's no songing songs and there's no Mushu. Why why do where's you the, do? Okay. where's the Disney magic? Oh. Please. So I have a couple. Of, I have a couple things. I you might disagree with me. You might agree with me. The the first thing I want to talk about is, I I think there will be songs in this film. I think it the I think I think that's a big reason why this film was pushed back because they had to rework the story, do some rewrites. But this is supposed to be an action war film. Why do we need songs for an action war film? Live action. Because I, I get because why the original did animated movie. Like I get for an animated movie, but why live action? There's no reason. I'm being I'm I'm, I'm playing the devil's advocate. It, there, people just want. It's funny because everyone's complaining about the fact that we're getting all these remakes, and then when they find out it's not exactly like it, they're like, "Oh no, what are you ruining it?" It's like, no, it's 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 retelling. I mean, these stories are so rich, and it could be really enhanced by a live action take on it. So, yes, and I'm going to bounce off of you. You make a good point. It's and Disney fans, when it comes to these remakes, they're like, why does everything have to be remade? Why does it have to be copy and paste? But then the Disney company goes and does something a little different. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, man, we want it to be the same as the animated movie. Well, um, you just said you didn't you don't like these remakes because it tells the same story. But now Disney's changing the story. And trust me, the the story of Mulan has been changed millions of times. Yes. And, yeah. and then then people complain. It just it, it bugs me how much, especially with this movie and I, this movie uh, I, and we just like you had said, crazy rich Asians. But Mulan can do for the Asian, you know, community and the, the Asian uh, the Asian population, what Black Panther did for, mm-hmm. you know, African-Americans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's. I'm really stoked for this film. I really like how they're honoring that Asian culture and the cast. They're getting pretty decent sized names, but keeping it very, uh, you know, Asian centric. Yeah. They're getting some um, of China's best act, most well-known actors 
to play these parts. I mean, it's exactly. It's epic. Gong yeah. Lee, you know, Jet Li is a superstar out there. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, Crystal Lou or Lou Yifi, she's like Chinese, like superstar. Yeah. So, and I think they cross over into the American market. Well, yeah, so they do. A lot I'm of super cavalry. excited for Mulan. But what, what, see, I think people too are are, are worried because you had a situation too, like Mal- Maleficent. Which they actually, which Maleficent two started production uh, this week, right? Was that right? Uh, Maleficent two wrapped production. Wrapped production. That's what this was this past week. Um, but Maleficent changed the canon. Like there was a situation like, oh, the it's it's different. It's, there's no songs. There's not certain characters. But Maleficent actually changed the canon of the original. Is that like a legitimate worry you need to be worried about with these live action remakes that they're changing the story? Because on one hand, people whine and complain so much about Maleficent, but it still made $750 million worldwide. So they did something right. People are going to see these movies either way. Yeah. So it, it does matter. So let's segue into Maleficent 2. So Maleficent 2 wrapped production. It was actually a really fast shoot. They shot it in three months. That's uh, quick for something like this. Y- yeah. So it, it, it's interesting. Um, it, I, I can't say I'm excited for the movie. However, I liked Pirates 5, and Pirates 5 was directed by Joe Chimroni, who's doing Maleficent 2. So I'm not saying I have hope, but I'm going to see it because I like him as a director. Yeah. Um, He's actually doing this without his directing partner, Espen Sandberg, in which he did Pirates 5 with. I don't know why they didn't uh, pair up for this movie, but it's got such a good cast like despite what we think of the first Maleficent like Angelina Jolie is talent oh she uh, is El Fan- Fanning is great yeah uh, you added Chuyatel Ejiofor mm-hmm. you added Michelle Pfeiffer yep um, you, you added um, Ed Screen from the Deadpool movies there's talent there and I think there's a good story my problem that I'm having with this is I think this is going to be a Huntsman issue where Snow White and the Huntsman uh, for Universal was it Universal Studios? Universal, yeah. Yeah, so Snow White and the Huntsman for Universal did really well at the box office, but it wasn't like hot. Like people were so mixed on it. And then they do a movie called The Huntsman where it's centered on Chris Hemsworth and they added talent like Emily Blunt and Jessica Chastain. Yep. But that movie ended up being very bad and did horrible. Two and a half hours of my life. I'm never getting back. (laughs) You and me both. Um, That's what I'm afraid of with Maleficent, too, that they'll add all this talent and the story is just going to drop. So here's an an okay at best movie. Mm -hmm. And here's the sequel and it's going to drop in quality. And who knows? This movie might be amazing. I'm just a little nervous, Mm -hmm. but I'm still I'm still at that level where I'm nervous, but I'm my interest is a bit peaked because of the cast and the director. Yeah, I I, I agree with you there. I just well, this is also weird because now you have a live a live action remake of Sleeping Beauty, and now that live that live action is getting a sequel, which has no presence in the animated. You know what I mean? So it's like where are they taking the story so unless you count the disney tune like sequels like you know cinderella 7 or whatever but you know what i mean like there's no there's no there's no like precedence for this so how how will this continue how will this turn so i don't i'm excited i'm gonna see it i'll probably see it opening weekend i know i will so i mean the disney puts something out i basically go here take my money that's just how it goes so anyways what else we got today uh let's jump back into another live action remake they're working on specifically for the streaming service as um some new actors were cast in lady and the tramp uh, Tessa Thompson joins the cast as Lady, so mm-hmm. she'll you know she'll be Lady opposite Justin Thoreau. Uh, we also had a fellow Marvel uh, character uh, Benedict Wong. He's going to play the Bulldog Bull, nice. and then Thomas Mann will play um, Jim Deere. Um, mm. So what's interesting, and I, I I I'll say this since it's it's cool for us, but. We were the one of the first websites that knew Tessa Thompson was going to be in this movie. I yep. we shared that information together on the Diz Insider in our uh, our private chat that we have. We have a for those who don't know, uh, we have a bunch of writers. Andy and I kind of oversee everything, and we all kind of just talk Disney with each other and have a little fun. But we had learned that Tessa Thompson had joined maybe a month ago before this news yep. dropped. And then it was made official by Collider.com. So it's kind of cool. The Diz Insider, we, we kind of had the jump on that. And uh, 
a fun fact that Zoe Saldana was actually offered the role yeah. first. And that was something we knew as a team as well. So it was kind of cool as a team seeing the news that we kind of heard getting starting to get confirmed. Mm-hmm. Um, if we haven't talked about it, let's just kind of go over the cast again. Justin Thoreau will play Tramp. Uh, Ashley Benson will play gender swap jock named Jackie. Yeah. Sam Elliott will play Trusty. And Kiersey Clemens will play Miss Darling, um, uh, ladies owner and the wife of Jim Deere. So it's a it's a decent cast. I'm actually really excited with this cast. Yeah. Um, it, it, interesting to me, though, the cast is solid. They have such a solid cast. This is going. This is going to the streaming service, right? Correct. So I just I, I boggles my mind, and they just announced. We just got confirmation today that they're calling the streaming service uh, pl- uh, Disney Play. And uh, really quick before you go on, do you like that name? Disney, I I don't know yet. <clears throat> it sounds gaming esque to me. So yeah, I. I don't know if I buy it just yet. Like I know Bob, Bob Iger referred to the streaming services Disney Play. Yeah, but they already have an app on the App Store. Uh, it's I believe it's Play Disney, which is for you know the parks. Like it's a it's a gaming thing for the parks. Yeah, uh, um, it's a little kiddish too. Like I was I was I was honestly hoping for Disflix. I wanted Disney to kind of upset the community and just call it Disflix. Oh, I'd be that so funny. You know, speaking of that. I'm, I have I have something I'm doing at, and this is going to cause problems, but I just want to do it. I've been thinking about Disflix and the streaming service. I I when if you guys don't know what Disflix is, go to my YouTube page from like well, th- this time about a year. Oh, and you did a great three video months on it, ago. By the way. Yeah, I'll, I'll hold the whole Disney community tweet out. It's one of my best videos I've ever done, which I haven't done a lot of good videos. So, um, oh stop! That. As far as like as far as views go, like as far as like number of people who've seen them, like views. Videos that have break a thousand views, which is kind of big for me. But <laughs> I, 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 I took the image of, of, uh, Disflix from like, it was a, it was a PNG. I took it from their website before their website went down and I'm going to get a shirt printed to wear D23, the, the actual original Disflix logo. I'm going to wear it like day one at the oh, D23 that's Expo. Hilarious. I'm, I'm maybe I'll cause some trouble. I don't know. Just to troll. I mean, I think. I think yeah, at that point it'll be what you know two two and a half years. I think it's long enough just to be an agitator and oh, it'll be so funny! I yes. can't wait for you and, to do that. And, and I, I don't know, maybe because I'm not selling. I won't sell them. I'll, I'll give some away. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. But I'm I've got the image. I've saved it because I knew I would want to use it sometime. And I've, I've used it in a few videos when I've talked about the, the streaming service. Like hey, streaming service. Let's call it Disflix. But anyways, so yeah. Side note: this if you go to D23, look forward to that this year. Oh, can't wait. Cannot wait. <clears throat> but the streaming service, yeah. I, this also begs the other question. Are people going to pay? I know you and I will because it's what we do. But are, is the normal consumer going to pay for another subscription service? Is a normal family going to pay? Probably, it's probably like with what they're putting out there. We're probably talking between 9 and $15 a month for a Disney streaming service. When they're already paying... You know, I'm paying $12.99 for Netflix. Right now I'm paying $4.99 for Hulu, but that's only because I'm a student. I'm paying $5.99 for CBS All Access. I'm paying $6.99 student rate for Amazon Prime. Am I gonna pay for are people gonna pay more money for another service? That's the real question. I, I think once Disney starts marketing this streaming service, I think it's gonna go bonkers crazy i think everyone's gonna subscribe now are people gonna leave netflix or leave other services though i don't know if they'll leave i think they'll just add i think i think we're living in a time where we're breaking away from cable Cable and direct tv and satellite and we're just moving to streaming now like you can you can for the price of cable you can have hulu netflix the disney streaming service and hbo go for even cheaper than cable still. Oh yeah, I'm still with all the services I have. I'm still saving like something like sixty five percent over what I was yes. paying on cable. So, yeah. And and Bob Iker said multiple times they're going to keep the cost affordable and comparable to Netflix. Um, so I, I I think I think so. I think I think people will buy into another streaming service, especially one that's going to have brand new Marvel content, brand new Star Wars content, new Muppets content. 
uh, a Pixar TV show, uh, yeah. which has never been done before. Uh, it, that's not counting the Pixar shorts. We're talking like a series, which will be the Monsters, Inc. series. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that being said, I don't know if Pixar is actually doing the series or if they're letting a, a small division at Disney do it. Um, but still, it's content for you know these new movies that are coming out. There's tons of movies for the streaming service still coming. So I think so. But we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. And plus, also, you have the theatrical releases that right now they go to Netflix, you know, after a while. Now they're going to go straight, you know, straight to the new streaming service. Like Captain Marvel is going to be the first feature length film that's going to go from the screen to streaming service. It's going to be on Disney Play. So, yeah, I'll 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 buy it. I will. And I'm sure a lot of most people who are listening to this podcast will. I'm just wondering about the, the regular casual Disney fan. But. I think so. They're really putting all their eggs in this basket if they're getting names like, you know, Tessa Thompson and, and Benedict Wong to to you know start in a streaming service film. They're 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 doing what Netflix is doing. They're following their model. So yeah. Anywho, moving Can't on. Can't wait to see what happens. Uh, let's talk about <laughs> another live action remake. I, I first off I love live action remakes, so I love talking live action remakes. But here's one we haven't talked about in a while, and that's the uh live action remake of Pinocchio, which I'm I'm actually this is one of the remakes that I'm more excited for. I'm more nervous I'm for this one. For them all. I'm more I, nervous. I, here's here's why I think you're nervous because I know I know since I know you, Pinocchio is your favorite live act is your favorite Disney movie. Yes, this is um, one like if they screw this up, I will be scarred for life. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say thing, what everybody else says about their favorite movie. Here's the thing, and and mine's Peter Pan, and that's the one I'm nervous for because Peter Pan movies, I get it. We've talked about it. Are the ones that don't transfer well? And oh, oh but I get, hook, hook. So, I maintain hook. I, yeah, I, I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. But moving on. Okay, <laughs> I, so I just say Pinocchio. that because some, somebody on, on in the, the Diz Insider Facebook group, you know, <laughs> basically said, uh, "What did they, what did they say?" Um, Call me crazy. Your, Andy's right. Skyler's wrong. Hook was an excellent live action Peter Pan movie. I'm like, thanks, Tabby. I appreciate that. There, you know what? There's a bunch of people that probably listen to this show that love Hook. There's, a, I know a lot of people that like Hook. It's a Steven Spielberg movie starring Robin Williams and Julia Roberts. Like, there's going to be a lot of people that like it. But sorry, I had to, I had to bring that. Go ahead. It's, I, it's a, I interrupted it's okay. you. But, but I'm let sorry. Let me see if I can. Let's see if this news will uh, help you ease your mind. Okay. Update on the Pinocchio live action remake. Apparently, Paul King is uh, officially attached. Uh, if you don't know who Paul King is, he is he is the director of the 100% critically rated film Paddington 2 with 100% with 210 reviews or 207 reviews, which film. is insane. Yeah. The first Paddington is like at a 97. Which is still insane. <laughs> Oh yeah, so he has two fresh movies, family-friendly movies. Uh, so he's a he's attached to direct Chris White, who wrote Rogue One and arguably one of the better remakes, Cinderella, is attached to yeah. write the film. Yeah, yeah. Um, he actually spoke with uh, LRM. If you don't know what LRM is, they're the uh, they're Latino Review, uh, and this is what Chris had to say in regards to the Pinocchio remake. It's going to shoot in England and Italy starting next year. We're still in early develop, or we're still in early stages of uh, development and developing the script. So there's no casting to talk about, but I'm very excited about it. Which is interesting because that tells me that if they're, they they the studio plans to shoot this next year, yeah, but there's no casting. I think that changes if they plan to shoot next year. I think by the end of the year, we're going to start hearing some names come out and Disney wants to make sure Paul King is locked because Paul King is also uh, being looked at to direct the Willy Wonka remake or reboot or reimagining, whatever they're calling it. He's there. Uh, Warner Brothers is circling uh, Paul King for that movie. And Warner Brothers is the United States distributor for the Paddington movies. So yeah. he already has a working relationship, but I think Disney's going to want to try and lock him down. So I, I really think once the the script is done, they're, they're going to start fast tracking this movie. Um, aside from that, I really not a lot to talk about. I, I think having a director like Paul, uh, Paul King doing a movie like this, I, it tells me that Disney wants a solid director yeah. who can take care of one of their most beloved franchises. Cause I, I know Pinocchio is, 
arguably one of the top five animated films of all time. Uh, arguably top five, one of the best Disney animated films ever. From an animation, you know, you, from an animation standpoint, before um, Toy Story, it was it was the most consequential animated film as far as the technology of animation went. With the, oh yeah, the they, they, they camera they, and everything else. It had the animating most, underwater sequences. Yes, it was so many things. If you ever get a chance to go to Walt Disney Museum, you can see the multiplane camera, which they use first on Pinocchio. And they also talk about all the other challenges to animating Pinocchio um, that, that that went on. So that that in itself makes it such a classic. And then, you know, for me, I remember I used to watch Once Upon a Time which don't hold that against me, but they did the whole like Pinocchio storyline and they just, the way they made Pinocchio look when he was a wooden boy, um, was just so tacky. And I'm afraid, how are you going to animate that? How are you going to CGI that? That concerns me as well. So those are my concerns. And then also how, how are you setting this? How are you, are you, it's encouraging to me they're doing it in Italy. How are you going to CGI Jiminy Cricket, who is Jimmy Cricket is the face. Him and Tinkerbell are Disney. You know, they are like the Disney spokespeople, those two. So outside, of, you know, Mickey Mouse, they're like the, you know, especially in the early days of, you know. Oh, and, and when you Disney. wish upon a star is like the theme song it, to it, Disney. Exactly. So there's so much at stake for this film. And it's my favorite Disney film of all time. So I, I, I yeah. don't disagree with you. All right, let's move on to some news that really excites you, Andy, and that's Frozen 2. No. Um, <laughs> it's, a uh, cash so Frozen, it's a cash grab. I, it's I, a cash grab. I, I, I get where you're coming from. Yes. Um, so we know that there are two directors attached to Frozen, the same two directors that were attached to the original, which mm-hmm. are Chris Buck and uh, Jennifer Lee. Very However, really Jen- good directors, don't get me wrong. Really good oh, yeah. directors. Oh, uh, solid directors. Yeah. Um, However, we do know that Jennifer Lee, good for her, got a promotion at the Disney company. She's the boss. Uh, Yeah, she is chief creative officer of Disney Animation. Um, However, that being said, she needed a little bit of help on the writing side as they added Hidden Figures writer Allison Schroeder to come aboard to assist uh, in writing the uh, Frozen and writing Frozen 2, which is interesting because they're already filming it. They're mm-hmm. already coming for voice uh, acting. So it sounds like they're doing minor rewrites to the story. Um, we'll have to see what happens. Um, Allison Schroeder also wrote uh, the Christopher Robin screenplay. So she was one of the writers for Christopher Robin. Um, Hidden Figures was one of my favorite one of my favorite movies from uh, 20, was it 2016 or 17? I think uh, it was 2016. 20... Was it 16? 2016. Might have been 17. It was 2016, okay. yeah. Loved Hidden Figures. Love, love, love that movie. Such a good movie. Um, and I really enjoyed Christopher Robin. I think solid, really a solid writer. Can't wait to see what she brings to Frozen 2. Won't say that I'm excited for Frozen 2, but... I'm my in, like like Maleficent too. My interest has peaked a little more. It, and I'll give you that. I just this film, this franchise is such. It's a cash grab for Disney because they know this is, they can take this to the bank. Um, there was a little bit of backlash with the the so called short before Coco. Um, so there there is there is that. It's not going to do as well as the original Frozen. I don't think. But I don't, I don't know. I just they've been talking about a sequel since this, since the first one broke out and, and you know blow, blew up all expectations. So I yeah. Here, okay, so I I agree. Say with nice you. things, Andy. Say nice things. <laughs> I agree with you that it's a quote unquote cash grab. Like I I agree with that. Because if it if it wasn't a cash grab, we wouldn't see it in the parks. We wouldn't see all the oh, shorts. Yeah. We wouldn't oh, see all yeah. the merchandise, the toys, the, the 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 nonsense show they have at DCA. Sorry, <laughs> DCA, I love you, but that show should not be there. It's so bad. Um, I want the Muppets back. Sorry. Um, and, and so so I, I agree with you there. However, I don't think it the movie itself is a bad movie, and I don't think the movie itself is a cash grab. Um, I think what really hurt that movie is that every YouTuber, every mm-hmm. Disney radio station had to overplay Let It Let Go, go. 150 million times mm-hmm. over and over again. And it really got to people to where they're like, oh, OK, I'm done. Let it go. They're making the let it go puns. And 
I, I think that really rubbed people the wrong way because it, it went from being a beautiful Disney musical animated yeah. film uh, to a movie centered around Elsa and let it go like yep. over marketed let it go like crazy um, the shorts are I, I you know we've talked about it. I'm not a fan of the shorts I think the shorts are, are silly um, but I agree quote unquote the franchise is <clears throat> cash grab now I, oh, yeah. I agree yeah. the movie itself I, I, I'll stand by that I think it's a good movie uh-huh. it's just the music especially Let It Go overplayed it and I think really hurt the film as a whole Yeah, um, it, it, it wasn't a bad film but I, Tangled was way better Wreck-It Ralph oh, yeah, was yeah, yeah. way better Big Hero 6 was way better you know, this was a. No, I don't want. I don't want to take anything away from it. It did. It did deviate from your standard princess story. It just wasn't as. I don't know. Just something about this movie really captured the heart of children, and then you know, parents had to have everything. I mean, what's very telling is the the main the the main store in uh, downtown Disney in Anaheim. Um, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, whatever it's called. World of Disney. World of Disney, yeah. They immediately sold out of all Frozen merchandise, like immediately. It took them like it, over a week to get new merchandise. They were not prepared for this film to do so well at all. No, they weren't. Not at all. So came out of nowhere. It wasn't it, even number one at the box office until like its third week. Yeah. And yeah. then slowly crept up and made a billion dollars. Yeah. So. I, I don't want to take anything away from the film, the animators. I don't want to be negative about it. I just, I'm like, it's a solid animated film. It's for Disney, you know, which is also, I believe, a level above most. So I just, there's so many, so much better films out there. Anyways, so my pet peeve. Yeah. I, I oh, agree. shut up, Disney. I still love you. You know this. <laughs> uh, they might not. Uh, we don't, we don't know if they'll love us after this, but let's, uh, Let's talk about a movie that has been in shambles, uh, you know, all sorts of just clout around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if I want to talk about it, but I'm going to. We're talking Guardians three. Um, first off, Disney has made the decision to not bring back James Gunn for volume yeah, three. However, the they haven't ruled out him coming back to a future Marvel movie. Now, if I'm if I'm a, a betting man. If you're not bringing me back for volume three, why would I come back for a Marvel film in the, another, a different franchise? Um, yeah. Uh, that, after that came out, uh, Hollywood Reporter, big outlet, d- uh, came out with a story that said Marvel's uh, Guardians of the Galaxy will be put on hold and uh, for the foreseeable future. Uh, however, employees are being relieved of their duties, which is very sad to hear, and free to look for new work. Yep. Yeah. Um, I assume a lot of them will will jump on other Marvel movies oh, that yeah. are going to go into production like Doctor Strange 2, Black Widow, um, uh, possibly Eternals. Um, that Also, what came out from uh, uh, The Hollywood Reporter is that Taika Waititi – um, director of Thor Ragnarok actually met with Marvel regarding a mystery Marvel movie. Now, it it obviously also signs point to volume Guardians Volume Three. Yeah. They need a director fast. Mm-hmm. But I said on Twitter that it, you know what would make more sense is for him to direct Eternals. Which, if you don't know who the Eternals are, they're more of a more space cosmic franchise, yeah. even crazier than Guardians <clears throat> of the Galaxy. And I just think Tycho uh, did so well with Thor Ragnarok oh, that Disney's yeah. going to be like, here, here's the keys to a franchise that you can create. Yeah. yeah. Um, is he a good fit for Guardians Volume 3? Thor Ragnarok proved yes. Oh, absolutely. Because he had his own little Guardians in that movie. You know, yes. you had Thor, Loki, Korg, uh, 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 Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. Hulk. So it, yeah, Hulk, it, you know, um, it, at, at the end, uh, Scourge. Mm-hmm. So he, I think Taika could direct Guardians 3. Um, I, I think if I was a betting man, I, I would probably put my money on Guardians 3 if I wanted to bet. But my my gut is telling me Eternals. Um, it, I, it's kind of, The whole James Gunn thing is so hard to talk about. Like I, I don't think we need to go into that part because we already know where we stand with James yeah. Gunn. But. You know, Disney is trying to stand by their guns, whether it's the right decision or not. I, I guess that's for other people to argue. 
Um, but more, I think, I think the big news to talk about is this movie's put on hold until they find a new director. And if it's not Taika, who do you want to direct this movie? Oh, if it's not Taika Waititi, oh gosh. I, the thing is James Gunn is Guardians. Like he is, he is what Guardians is all about. So I'm just, uh, Oh gosh, who do who do I? I mean, my 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 mind instantly went to Taika Waititi when I when they dug it. Like that's who they need to get. But exactly, I I'm I'm kind of done. The the Russo brothers are kind of out uh, for me, is because I mean they're good, but I just think that's the whole. They're they're gonna. I think they're pretty much gonna be done after after Avengers four. Um, it, that's a lot to work on. Yeah. Joss Whedon was tired after Age of Ultron. Like Russos yeah. did two amazing Captain America movies, and then. Now, what looks to be two amazing Avengers movies? They're yeah, they're going to Mar- be tired. Marvel, Marvel, break. Marvel broke Joss Whedon. So. Yeah. Oh, I know. Oh gosh, like I, you know, it, call me crazy. Maybe Joss Whedon is the right guy to come in and direct it. He, he directed. He directed Firefly, which is yeah, arguably that's exactly what I was just thinking. Yep. You know, uh, it, that was Guardians before Guardians. Maybe J- Joss Whedon is just the guy. Like. Despite him going to do Justice League and, you know, direct, try and help direct that after, you know, Zack Snyder had to back out. Like, Joss loves <clears throat> Marvel. He loves working with Disney. Yeah. He loves Marvel Studios. I, I think if anyone could jump in, it's Joss Whedon. Now, that being said, Joss Whedon has some stuff on him that, you know, maybe Disney doesn't like or maybe yeah. that's past that, you know. But I'm I'm just talking from, you know, if Disney because Disney wants to work with Joss, they've made that known that Disney would work with Joss again. Yeah. Maybe Guardians is the franchise like, hey, come direct volume three. Oh, gosh. Uh, what, about, what about possibly seeing a female director take on Guardians three? I, I, oh, man, I would have been cool with Ava DuVernay doing it. Mm-hmm. Because I think Ava Duver, despite what people thought of her wrinkle in time, which I don't think was her fault, well, it was not her fault. No, I think Ava would have a blast directing the the Guardians cast. Like mm-hmm. I think she would have a ball. I don't know what female director fits this friend, and there's there's a lot of female directors. I I don't know what female director fits this certain franchise. I got one. I got one. <clears throat> I think, don't say Patty Jenkins. No, not Patty Jenkins. Um, okay. From an aesthetic point of view, in kind of a quirky point of view, she's never done anything like this. I don't think she, I don't know if she would. I she probably. Oh, wouldn't. I think I know where you're going. Greta Gerwig. I think. Oh, interesting. I think. Oh, I, something about her portfolio and the way she works. I, she is one of my favorite directors right now. Just her her palette, the way she just puts a film together, the way she thinks about film. I think. It, it could be really, really awesome in a really new direction. He, he kind of got the quirkiness in there the and really kind of even make it a little bit more about, you know, I, you know, they're saying Gamora is not, you know, I'm sure, sure it's going to be Gamora is supposed to be in there, but not, but, you know, make it more about Gamora since obviously she's kind of since Avengers, we know she's, you know, kind of the center of all of this now. So sure. I, I think, uh, I think that could be a really, really good, I don't know. I don't know if she would do a big film like that, a big tentpole film like that. But, you know, that's my pick overall. I'd love to see uh, uh, I'd love to see a lady direct it. And I, uh, Greta Gerwig's one of my top three directors right now. So, yeah. Yeah, Greta – I wouldn't say Greta Gerwig's a, a, a bad choice. Uh, I, I it, it's, it's hard for me to think Greta Gerwig would be the, the perfect – or the – I guess there's really no perfect choice outside of James Gunn. But I – it's hard because I've only seen one Greta Gerwig movie, which was fantastic. Obviously, it was Oscar nominated, uh-huh. but she's going to start filming Little Women at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, I don't know how long that'll take. I don't think it would take that long. I think all eyes will be on that movie. Like, does she do well or does she have a sophomore slump? Yep. Um, it, it's going to be interesting. Like, I there's a bunch of talented female directors, but none that I have ever seen do something as crazy and interesting as, you know, a film like Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And what I love about Greta Gerwig, though, is she is an actor's director. Her becoming from an acting background yeah. herself, I 
and knowing the, how this cast really feels portrayed, betrayed right now. I think she, the way she cares for her cast and every, if you ever, you know, you know, watch the, watch or listen to the, the DVD commentaries in any of her films, she cares so much about her cast and she's making sure they're taken care of and their needs are met and she's working with them, um, to really get the performance that, that the, the, the script calls for. I think they need someone like a Greta Gerwig to come in there and really just, you know, love on this cast for lack of a better term. Um, just, and really take care of this cast who is, I mean, they were a family. They really were. So someone who could just really kind of take them under a wing, like, all right, let's do this together. We know this isn't ideal, but let's move forward, mm-hmm. you know. Because some, I mean, some of the actors even said, I'll, I'll do it because I'm contractually obligated to, but I'm not going to be happy about it. You don't want someone like that, you know, on set. You just don't. Exactly. But that's me. There's there's two names that, that struck me immediately that, that I just just on like a level for me that I thought would be good fits. Um, the first name for me, and this is going to be almost, I would say, kind of biased because he directed one of my favorite films of all time. That's Brad Bird. Okay. Because um, I, I, I just think Brad Bird's a talented, not only animated director, but live action director. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever, Tomorrowland. But like Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol yeah. is an awesome movie. Like that yeah. movie's fantastic. Um, we, I like the, the worlds he creates, the stories he builds, whether it's animated or live action. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just think if he's not going to do a Star Wars movie, I think I would love to see him do a Marvel movie. Maybe Guardians is the thing for him. Uh, the second name I, that I that I immediately thought of was Edgar Wright. He was supposed to direct Ant Man. Yeah, and he has that quirky comedy that I think would work for a movie like Guardians. But we'll have to wait and see. I I uh, he's said some not nice things about Marvel though, so I don't know if he but he'd want to do that, but he could, and he he would be definitely from the aesthetic and quirkiness. I think he would be a good guy for that. I think you're right. Yeah. So before we move on, I, and I don't want to get into what he's been saying, but I I just, I'm going to ask you a question. I want you to just say yes or no. Um, Dave Bautista, Mm -hmm. does he get, does, uh, Drax get recast? Mm. No, no, you kill him off. (laughs) I agree. I totally agree. I, I don't think you recast. I think you kill him off. Yep. Yep. It's uh, you can make it work for the story. You can make Let it work Thanos for the kill him in Avengers can, 4, I guess you can make it work for the story easily. Um, Disney does not take well to that kind of attitude. Um, not that Disney's not open to criticism or he just very publicly. Um, basically said I will not do my best work so no director wants to work with an actor who doesn't want to be there um, so it makes every it makes the it makes every everyone on set miserable it's a, it becomes it becomes a toxic environment so unless Marvel and Disney can massage that relationship in such a way to rebuild bridges and work things out. I, you can't recast them because I think the, the fan backlash should be much more severe. Um, uh, not to mention the, the rides they're putting these characters into. Oh I, gosh. I, yeah. Don't even get me started on that. Yeah. Gosh. So yeah. All right. So let's, uh, let's move on from there. We'd be very interested to see what you guys had to say. So Get on Twitter, Facebook, uh, the get 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 on the Dcast on social media. Get on the Diz Insider on social media. Let us know what you think of all this crazy Guardians three Marvel stuff. Who should be the director? Should Drax get recast, fired, killed off, whatever? Let us know. And we're gonna talk about probably the biggest news in Disney this past week Do-do-do. that I won't that I won't even say was confirmed, but it's it's moving like you know like wildfire and that's news that the Diz insider knew we knew about this long time ago yeah we we talked about this months ago before it became public um that is that disney we have heard that zendaya and, and by we uh that hashtag show got the story out as their exclusive but uh, did, you, did, fun you, fact, did you write that story 
I wrote that story. <laughs> so I wrote that story for that hashtag show. But so I guess I can say that um, you did. We had heard you yeah, broke the story. Heard, yeah, but we had heard that uh, Zendaya was offered the role, um, officially offered the role of Ariel to uh, Disney. Now it wasn't clear that she accepted, passed, ignored, whatever. I personally, personally reached out to not only Disney, but I also reached out to her reps that represent her um and they both declined to comment they mm-hmm. didn't say yes they didn't say no they said we, we we declined to comment on on uh on the casting um whether or not she's that's not a yes it's not a no uh, so as of this moment the rumor is zendaya has been offered the role of ariel in the little mermaid i got so much i want to talk about on this um it is a rumor do you mind if I- it is a rumor it is. Oh, yeah, it is. Let's we, clarify. This is a rumor. Um, it is unconfirmed. It, it is unconfirmed, but it's it's a pretty solid rumor. It's, and it, yeah. it, it we've we've heard about this for months. Yeah. Um, OK. First off, I like Zendaya. Yep. Me too. Would she be my first choice for Ariel? No. Completely However, out of left field for me, but it works. It, it Exactly. Here's why it works. She has a great working relationship with Disney. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's already moved on from Disney, but however, she kept she's kept herself in a good light. You know, yeah. when Lindsay Lohan left the Disney company, look what happened. When Miley Cyrus left the Disney company, look what happened. Yep. Um, uh, Zendaya's kept herself in good light. Uh, she works uh, kind of with Marvel doing the Spider-Man franchise. Yeah. Um, you know, she she just came off probably one of her best acting performances as an act, peer actress mm-hmm. in The Greatest Showman, despite the movie not being the best. Yeah. Zendaya was great in her role. Her vocal her chops. Voice, oh, her voice is amazing. Yeah. Uh, beautiful voice. She's a beautiful girl. Um, and this is my problem I have. Why does race matter in an under a mythological <clears throat> underwater world? about mermaids talking mermaids and talking fish (laughs) and we're worried about the color of her skin (laughs) oh man uh so so i tweeted on the diz insider i i get it on instagram the worst oh yeah Um, i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to get you the the password on instagram so you could see the direct messages i get for this story so i post about the story that it's a rumor and this is what we heard and oh man it is horribly racist it is bad and it's disrespectful it makes me sick i almost i i get into like super mad mode so i'm defending zendaya i'm defending a rumor but they're like she should be danish i'm like really like ariel lives underwater just yeah she lives underwater near a country does not make her danish she's underwater in in atlantica like mermaids are not what mermaids can't be black mermaids can't be you know asian they can't be it's, they don't even need to be a, an Amer- a human being. They're mythological yeah. creatures. Um, the argument that oh, she needs to have black. She needs she. It can't be her because she has to have red hair. Who says she has to? Red, the fact have that red she hair? has red hair has no bearing on the, the narrative or the story whatsoever. She was supposed to be. She was supposed to be blonde in the animated <sighs> oh, film. Gosh. The, the the story. Yeah. The, the original. The grim fairy tale didn't state what color hair she had really didn't even state the race she was yeah it just stated she was a beautiful mermaid princess mm-hmm. um it, so i'd be cool if they offered it to any black actress asian actress hispanic actress but like if if i'm a, you know an african-american parent and disney cast someone like zendaya as ariel like how cool for a little oh gosh you know, yes like African American little African American girls black girl it doesn't even need to be African American it could be little black girls can be Ariel like oh my gosh how amazing <laughs> is that for kids to see that a the princess looks just like them and like I, that's that's something special and that's the only the only time they got that was with Tiana. Mm-hmm. And not everyone likes the character of Tiana, especially but, after what the controversy was going on Tiana now with Wreck It Ralph too. Oh, I don't even want to get into that, but yeah, <laughs> no, I know exactly what you mean. But how cool would that be to see? Oh man, look at the Little Mermaid. The Little Mermaid could be white, she could be black. <clears throat> like it would be like walking around Disneyland, little girls in Little Mermaid outfits, black, mm-hmm. white, Asian, Mexican. Like it just shows if if this is true, it would just show Disney. It you know Disney 
doesn't care about the color of skin when it comes to their princesses. They just want to stay true to the story. Yeah. And like you said, Andy, the the color of one's skin is no bearing to the movie. And it's nonsense when people say she has to be white with red hair because she doesn't need to be white with red hair. Yeah. She just needs to be a mermaid, yeah. a, a mythological creature. That's all she needs to be. And and if the story is true, good on Disney for doing this because representation matters. I mean, yes. As as I mean, honestly, I'm I'm a wasp, white Anglo-Saxon, you know, male, straight. I I, I am the definition of privilege. I get it. So I, I have to get past my any mindset I have, like oh they need to be this or that, and understand that how much does it mean for uh, you know. For instance, friends of mine who are who are African American and black who saw Black Panther to see a superhero who looks like them up there, it's huge. Um, here, where I, I, I tweeted out the other day, um, Oregon Shakespeare Festival here in where I live in, in Ashland is one of the most you know famous regional theater companies ever, and they make a goal to cast fifty one percent people of color and minorities in Shakespeare roles. You have like. Romeo played by a Latino man, which is unheard of. And they did an interview with the guy who played Romeo who lives here locally and said, if I had seen that growing up, that would have been huge for me knowing, you know, that a Latino could have done Shakespeare and didn't have to be this English person. Now he's playing Henry V in this season at the the festival. That's huge. Representation matters. You know, how many different times, how many different roles do we need to see the average, you know, you know, stereotypical person in let's mix it up and you know, it has no bearing on the on the story whatsoever so let's really get over it and quit being freaking racist or anyways i get really passionate about this one so yeah. oh you and me both how cool would it be if it was zendaya's ariel and someone like idris elba as triton oh that'd be epic oh god oh that'd be so cool and prince eric could be white too he could be black doesn't matter i don't care just give us give us Ariel, give us Ursula, give us Prince Eric, give us uh, Sebastian, give us Flounder. And I don't care what color they are. Just give us those characters and give us a good Little Mermaid movie. Like, I don't care about the color of a mythological character's skin or their hair color. Yeah. It- and I and, and we I posted a picture of Boss Logic, the digital, the famous digital artist. Mm-hmm. He did. He did an amazing painting of Zendaya or uh, art of Zendaya as Ariel with red hair. She looks good. You know who? What, one you said um, as far as casting Triton, Dennis Haysbert. You know who he is? Oh, the uh, Allstate the, commercials. Yeah, I would love to see him as Triton with his voice, that deep, commanding voice of his. I think. Yeah. Oh, I, I, that just that. I think Triton. I'm like, oh man, that'd be epic. Sorry, side note. That'd be, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, see, I, it doesn't matter to me. I, I like the news. If it's true, if it happens to be 100% true, awesome for Disney. You yeah. know, that's good for them. Yeah. If it's false, I, I could care less who they cast. Yeah. I, I, it just give me a good movie. It, I don't care the color. I could care less about hair color, skin color. Once well, again, these, for these the are, these, are the, time. these are the same people who threw fits uh, at Disneyland when they did the, we talked about the Frozen live action, which we were not fans of the Frozen live action. But they did a uh, colorblind casting for it. And, you know, Hans was black and people were throwing a fit. And there's a black Hans up there. Like, what does it freaking matter? He's killing it up there. He's doing an awesome job. Why does he have to be white and blonde hair, blue eyes? Sorry. Anyways, people just stop being racist. Uh, yeah, I did. Silly, silly, silly. I, oh man. I, on that note, <laughs> I, I think this was a great episode. Me I too, me too. about a lot. I, uh, I'm glad we did the uh, episode. Uh, ho- hopefully, we'll get some new uh, some new Disney news to talk about next week. Yes, every um, week we're back. Every week we're back. We're killing. Yes, it. we're doing this. We're ready. Yes. We're ready to be the best Disney podcast on the market. Yes, yes. The are. free market because it's free. You don't have to pay to listen to us. But no. on the free market. Yes, listen to us, please. Uh, exactly. Andy, where can people follow you on uh, social media? All the various social media networks. You can follow me at Andy Hernan, where I talk about everything. So sometimes I'm very vocal about my views on certain things. So, yes. That's where you can follow okay. me, at Andy Hernan. <laughs> right. And that's okay. 
Uh, you can follow me on uh, Instagram and Twitter at SkylarHXC. I plan on changing that handle because keep saying it, it's so high school, but you know, it's it's almost a part of me. Um, anyways, <laughs> you can follow me, SkylarHXC. Uh, like Andy said, the Diz Insider. Subscribe to the Dcast. Uh, we we share share this podcast with your friends. Uh, let us know how we're doing. Give us a review on iTunes. Yeah. Uh, if you give us a five star review on iTunes, we, we would love read to read it, it yes. on the air. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we're, we're on YouTube. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully we'll get some content rolling here very soon. Um, I, I think Andy and I, our lives are starting to settle down now. Things are coming back to normal. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a lot of Disney movies coming out for us to review, talk yes. about. And, uh, yeah, don't forget to follow us everywhere on social media. Yep, just go to thedizinsider.com. You can follow everything there. Also, we do have uh, the Diz Insider Facebook group where you can go in and discuss. If you of you have joined already, just go in there requests, and we're just going to make sure you're not a bot, you know, trying to hack into us. And we'll let you in. It's awesome. Safe place to discuss Disney and all the fun different things around that. So uh, I think it's all we got this week. We're at the one hour mark, so I think it's a good podcast. Yep. <clears throat> Well, I love it. Uh, with that, guys, my name is Andy Herndon, and with me, as always, is Skyler Schuler. And you've been listening to the Decast. Listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast Family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts.